I stood on the lip of the southern borehole, clutching a service line, and for the first time in my life stared beyond the mass of thistledown at the stars. They spread through deep space, as many and sharp as a cloud of crystal snow blown against black onyx. The uncharted constellations spun with a stately haste, betraying the asteroid's rotation around its long axis. The worksuit performed its tasks silently, and for a time I seemed a point of crystal myself, at the center of the crystal empyrean, at peace. I looked for patterns in the stars, but before I could find any, my companion interrupted me. Olmi? She pulled herself carefully along the line and floated beside me. Just a moment, I said. We're done here. Parties await us, Olmi. Celebrations and diversions. But you're a bonded man, aren't you? I shook my head, annoyed. Hard to believe that something as huge as Thistledown can shrink to nothing, I said. Her expression, surveying the stars, was half worry, half distaste. Caria Apkain had been my partner in way defense since basic. A good friend, if not exactly a soulmate. I had so few soulmates. Not even my bond. Give me a minute, Caria. I want to get back. She shrugged. All right, a minute. But why look outward? Caria would never have understood. To her, the asteroid starship was all and everything. A world of infinite social opportunities, work, friends, even dying for way defense if it came to that. The stars were outside, far south, and meant nothing. Only the confined infinity of the way aroused wonder in her soul. It's pretty, she said flatly. Do you think we'll ever get to Van Brew? Van Brew's star, still a hundred light years distant, had been the original goal of Thistledown. For most of the ship's population of Naderites, my family included, it was the point of all our existences, a holy destination, and had been for seven hundred years' journey time. Can we see it from here, do you think? No, I said. It's visible from Midline this year. Too bad, Caria said. She clucked her tongue restlessly. The ten-kilometer-wide crater at Thistledown's southern pole had once deflected and directed the pulses of the Beckman drive motors. The motors had not been fired in four centuries. I took one last look beyond the lip of the borehole, my eyes tracking outward along the honeycombed curve of the dimple at the center of the crater. Huge, black, many-limbed robots sat in the dimple around the lip of the borehole, having arranged themselves for our inspection hours earlier. All right, I said to the massed robots. Go home. I aimed the command transponder and the machines backed away, hooks and claws grabbing the spinning slope, returning to their duties on the asteroid's surface. We turned and pulled ourselves along the line down the borehole, toward the tube rider, an oblate grayness resting lightly against the dark rock and metal wall. Beyond the tube rider lay the massive prime dock, a cylinder within the borehole designed to counter-rotate and allow easier access to cargo vehicles. Tens of kilometers north glowed a small bright dot, the opening to the first chamber. We climbed into the tube rider, pressurized the cramped cabin, and collapsed our worksuits. Caria beamed a signal at the borehole mouth. Two massive shutters swung from the walls and came together like black-lipped jaws, sealing this end of Thistledown and blanking the stars. 
All clean and clear, she said. Agreed? All clear and clean, I said.